Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, October 8th, 2021. What's going on? How are you? What's happening? My name is Quinn, and this is my show. Thank you for tuning in. If you're listening, you can also find a video recording of this show on YouTube. Uh, I am recording this live, so you can check it out there. You might be wondering, hey, Quinn, what's going on? Why are you doing that? And I'll tell you why. This is our 2021 Beantown Podcast Season 4 Chicago Marathon Special, which uh, will be run by yours truly in two days. We're what, like 30, like 48 hours a little bit, less than 48 hours away. Getting a, a phone call right now from potential spam, Millsboro, Delaware. Wait, if you're looking at the... Uh, this could be like a movie poster right now. Look at the the video of this. I've got I've got like the triple reflection going on. It's oh now it's coming through on my Mac. That's crazy. I don't know who this is, but it's like you're you know it's like the infinite mirror that you're looking at. It's pretty cool. Uh, this would be a, you could make this a movie poster right here. I tell you what. Um, I don't know what I was saying. Oh, we're going to be sharing our screen because I'm I'm doing a little video recording here so that you all can uh, follow along as I'm taking you through the, the the twists and turns, the neighborhoods, all that good stuff today on the show. So that's what we're going to be doing for most of it. I want to mention listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible, although I think today's going to be a lot of fun. You know, some of my listeners out there have probably run the Chicago Marathon before. Some of my listeners out there are probably volunteering at the Chicago Marathon uh, on Sunday, and uh, I think it's going to be—I think it's going to be a good time. It's going to be hot. Current weather forecast for Sunday says 81 and cloudy. So I, the clouds—that's good news because I think it's supposed to potentially rain in the afternoon. So I'll take clouds. Like that's a huge deal—is not being in direct sunlight. That could be really beneficial. Now it is very muggy here in Chicago. The humidity has been high lately um and we're not really going to be able to escape that i don't think but uh in 81 obviously much warmer than i want uh it's going to be very sweaty but if we can avoid you know consistent direct sunlight i think that's going to make a huge difference so um, i've already made the executive decision to uh do this one shirtless so if you're watching the live stream and all of a sudden you know you get a camera angle and you're blinded by the light you know you might need cornea surgery, but at least you found me. Okay, you know when, uh, you know at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark when they open up the Ark of the Covenant and it's just like this beaming light up into the heavens. That's kind of what I expect. Uh, you know, based off of this pale bod here, uh, the uh, the base layer I got in Punta Cana back in June has not stuck around too much. Although I have been running, you know, shirtless five times a week, every week, the entire summer, uh, up until this week, which I have taken off uh, for obvious reasons. I don't want to hurt myself for a Sunday, but I was also doing a little bit of traveling uh, in Ohio. My first road trip for work that I've taken in a very long time. I uh, woke up very early on Monday morning. Oh, I also mentioned, I was going to mention this before. I'm sipping on some tea here because I'm sick. I couldn't make it through um, one work trip without coming down with a cold. So, um, yeah, dealing with sore throat, 
little bit of congestion, although not too bad. Uh, headache, pretty bad headache. So I'm just trying to drink as much as possible. Honestly, I've been lucky because when I'm just kind of like bumming around lying here um, or like sitting on the couch, it's really not, you know, that big of a deal when I have to like talk a lot um, or when I get up and start to walk around quite a bit, that's when it really like, especially in my head, that's when it starts to hit me. So doing my best to just kind of lie low. I do have to go down and, and uh, down to McCormick place after this and pick up my uh, race packet, which is always exciting, but it's also just like a very crowded experience. And if I think, I think if I was feeling a hundred percent, I'd be really excited, but uh, not feeling good to be perfectly honest which is another wrench in the sunday plans um but we're just gonna have to do what what we can do so i'm sipping on some tea here I, it looks like we got raspberry hibiscus jasmine i don't know it's good stuff hot 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 it really needs some honey that would help to uh coat my throat a little bit better but unfortunately believe it or not my honey is down in my office in downtown Chicago. So I will get it later when I can get it. Uh, but yeah, I was in Ohio. woke up very early Monday morning. And by very early, I mean 4 o'clock a.m. Because here's the thing. I got the car in Sunday morning. And I, was, I had to start work in Cincinnati at noon local time. So 11 o'clock central on Monday morning. And it was just like, do I really want to spend part if not most of my Sunday like driving to Ohio just so that I can like be lazy on Monday morning wake up and feel comfortable I'm just like you know what I love my Sundays way too much I get to spend them with family like I don't want to give it up so I made the uh, decision to wake up very early it's about a five-hour drive from Chicago to Cincinnati it's a very easy drive you just get out to uh you know, northern Indiana, you take 65 south to Indianapolis, then you hop on 74 east and goes right to Cincinnati. Super easy drive. I will say, though, very spooky, okay? Indiana and even into Ohio on Monday morning, super foggy. It was like, what's the guy with the, the headless horseman? That's kind of what it was like, okay? Very, Rip Van Winkle, very spooky, very foggy. Driving on the interstate, especially like between Chicago and, and Indianapolis 65, uh, you know, like could barely see in front of you at all. Kind of scary, uh, but kind of neat as well. And made it through the fog, got to Cincinnati in record time. And uh, yeah, the whole the whole week was pretty good. I didn't do any I didn't really, you know, do anything. This was, you know, such a kind of an involved road trip where, you know, I go to Cincinnati on Monday, work there for three hours. I then went, there's kind of this cool, like, overlook, uh, kind of Cincinnati's version of Griffith Park in uh, Los Angeles. You go up there, it's got a beautiful view of the river. You're, you know, high above on like a bluff, B-L-U-F-F, above the river, um, just east of downtown so the way you're situated you can't really see downtown but you've got you know you can see the entire state of kentucky practically from up there uh, along the ohio river and uh, i sat down to have my lunch and made it about 60 seconds before i got double teamed 
and not in the fun Friday night kind of way. Double teamed by bees and geese. I don't know if they they had some sort of pact up in that park, but they were organized and they were working together. And I I'm not joking. I I could only sit out there for about a minute before I was just like, really don't want to get stung by bees or nipped by a goose. And there were a lot of geese. I'm gonna sneeze. Excuse <coughs> me. Uh, so I retreated back to my car after about a minute of a picturesque view. And then <laughs> I was sitting in my car finishing my lunch, and there's a storm rolling in. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get out of here soon. But there was this guy feeding geese in the park, and I've never seen so many geese in one area before. I mean, I have a picture on my phone. I'll pull it up here so that if you're watching the video stream, you can see what I'm talking about. I mean, it's it's going to be tough to do it justice, but here you can. If I'm holding it up to the screen, there's got to be at least like I don't know, forty geese in that picture alone, and you couldn't even capture the whole you know magnitude of it. They just kept coming and coming. There were so many of them, it was bizarre. Um, so I knew I had to get out there because it was just like spooktober in full effect. So. I get out of there and get some coffee, and I drove up to Columbus, and uh, I, I'm pretty neutral on Columbus. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of like it, it has a very like modern feel, uh, which isn't you know negative or, or positive or anything. It's just like I don't know. I never really I don't know anyone there. Um, I don't tend to really do anything there when I get there. So drove to Columbus. It's like two hours. Stayed at the same hotel. <laughs> that I stayed at last time I was in Columbus, and I had severe flashbacks, not PTSD, but just, like, light, severe trauma because this hotel's Wi-Fi is just, like, the worst thing of all time, and this is a total first-world problem, but it's really just a pain in the ass when you're, like, trying to do work or send some Snapchat selfies, you know, like guys do. And it's, yeah, I'm going to have to find a new hotel next time. I mean, this one's super close to campus, but... There's got to be at least one other hotel in Columbus, I would think. So I'll try that next time. So I work in Columbus in the morning and get their, their – um, they always give you these uh, these candies, uh, chocolate and peanut butter candies that are created or molded to look like Buckeyes, the uh, state flower or tree of Ohio. And these things are naughty, man. It's basically, you know, imagine a Buckeye and the outside is chocolate and the inside with a lighter complexion is peanut butter. Man, slam those babies, three of them in a sleeve. Whew. It's good stuff, good sugar rush. And then drove to uh, Dayton, Ohio, home of the Flyers, which is like an hour and a half there. Worked there that night and then afterward had one more hour, hour plus of driving to get to Oxford, Ohio. Um, <laughs> getting from, um, getting from Dayton to Oxford, it's, there's not an interstate. It's just like literal country roads. So a little spooky at night. I was, I was a little concerned that I was going to hit a deer or something. So I was taking it slow, but stayed there, worked at, uh, Miami university in Oxford the following day and actually had a really good event there, which I wasn't expecting, but went super well. Then I had to drive all the way back to Chicago after that, which is about five hours. Um, so a couple of, a couple of long days there, but made it back at like seven or eight on Wednesday night 
and uh, whole time was coming down with a cold. And yeah, pretty much since I got back on Wednesday night, I've kind of just been like sitting inside my dark apartment. I've only left the apartment like a couple times. Actually, I had to teach last night. Um, so I had to go, go down to campus for that, but otherwise just kind of been chilling here. There are some other things, you know, that happened throughout my tales that were semi-interesting, but, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, skip over them for now because we got stuff to talk about. We got stuff to do. And I'm also just trying to conserve my, uh, my energy and my voice a little bit here. Um, cause I really don't want to be like dealing with a super bad sore throat on Sunday morning, trying to breathe taking 35,000 steps or whatever, like, we're trying to mitigate that, okay, but the podcast doesn't stop, podcast doesn't sleep, I believe this is episode 196, and uh, you can't, you can't slow down this, this big dog, so let's go ahead and uh, let's, let's jump into it here, the reason you're all here, not to hear about me driving through cornfields in Ohio, and, uh, Indiana. I did have one good thing to eat. I, I went to this bakery outside of, uh, no, in Cincinnati, this old Italian bakery, and got uh, got a black and white cookie, which was solid, and an apple turnover. I wouldn't say that there was anything about what I ate that was like, oh my gosh, it's the greatest thing I've ever had. But they were very well done, very well crafted, no complaints. Um, yeah. I just don't really go to bakeries often, although I eat plenty of carbohydrates. I figured if this was going to be one week to really load up and not feel too bad about it, this would be the week. So I also haven't had a drink since last uh, Friday, I think, maybe Saturday. I think last Friday, though. I can't remember what what day of the week it is, what's going on. So it's only been a week, and hey, I've done a year, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't necessarily feel any lighter or cleaner right now, but just something to know. Okay, let's go ahead and uh, share the screen here. I've got the map pulled up. We're going to jump into some Chicago marathon talk for you. Hopefully you can see my map here. I've got it zoomed in a little bit. Okay, so if you're wondering, hey, Quinn, why are you even running this thing in the first place? Have you run it? Do you know what you're doing? Okay, so I actually listen. I, I, these days I don't really listen back to old shows too much, but I was kind of curious. Um, this is the first marathon we've run, um, excuse me, while doing the Beantown podcast because the last one I ran was in October – mercy, that tea's coming back up uh, – October of 2017, which was about – two and a half months before this show launched. But I did go back. I was kind of curious, um, and I just got lucky because I, I, I didn't really, you know, the way we used to title these shows was just the date, and that was it. But I went back to four years ago or three years ago in our first season to this, you know, podcast week in history, which was, you know, like 10-7 or something, uh, 2018. And I was like, I wonder what I was talking about just because I had, had some free time this morning while I was working uh, just to listen in the background. And uh, I did end up, I was watching the Chicago Marathon live stream on my laptop, and I also spent most of the episode telling, I was curious, you know, have I ever told the story of my Marine Corps Marathon experience on the show, uh, which is the last one that I've run? Uh, And I did. So, you know, not that people really remember, but it was a really awful experience. Involved a lot of driving beforehand. I was literally working in Pittsburgh that week, and then on a Friday was working in Philly, finished at like 
4 p.m. or something, had to drive back or had to drive down to National Harbor, which is just southeast of Washington, D.C., to pick up my packet. Had to get there before like 8 o'clock when the expo closed. Um, was there for like 15 minutes, got my, my uh, packet, drove back to Philly. The whole thing round trip was like eight hours or something. It was brutal on a Friday night, I-95 traffic. And then got uh, had to actually work in Philly um, on the Saturday too. And then um, after that, I then drove to baseball or baseball. I drove to Baltimore, the other B word, um, and then dropped my stuff off. And then I drove down to DC, had to drop off my rental car and finally got to the place I was staying. Shout out to, um, Annie and Zach who hosted me. They live in Washington, DC, um, stayed there. I got about four hours of sleep before I had to wake up and then getting to, um, you know, getting to the start finish line, which is by the Pentagon was a total pain in the butt. Um, it was just really not a fun day, super hot, pulled my hamstring while I was running. And, uh, it's just an awful experience. So that was my last marathon. What I don't really talk about too much is my first marathon, which was a great experience. Chicago 2016, I decided to run it on a whim. I registered or I entered the lottery. You know, this was my senior year of college. I wasn't a runner at all. People know me now as a runner. It's a big part of my identity. It's a lot of what I, you know, post about on social media. So I I completely get it. But I think, you know, people might assume that I was like, that's always been my thing is that I like long distance running and it's that couldn't be further from the truth until I literally turned 21 the first 21 years of my life all through you know up until the last you know 3 months of my undergrad uh I wasn't a runner at all like just I I would you know I was a three sport athlete two and a half sport athlete in high school um and then would like go to the gym occasionally just to, you know, kind of dick around and then play like intramurals in undergrad. But I wasn't really like a someone who was working out all the time and it wasn't a big part of my identity. So I just decided to enter it on a whim. I was like, let's see what happens. Back when I was 21, just turned 21 or maybe even when I was still 20. And I got it and then I went, you know, they talk about the couch to 5K training programs. This was literally a couch to marathon. Uh, started with a treadmill in 1237 West. The uh, student housing where I was an RA could barely run a mile, worked it up to uh, two miles. I remember spending a lot of time watching, what was it, Euro 2016? That year is in like March or April or something. I think that was the year when Denmark, was it, or Iceland, one of those two, had just like a huge run. And I, I think they made it to like the semifinals or something. So I remember watching all of their games, cheering them on. That was really cool. Um, and then eventually, you know, in the summer, started running outside a little bit. That was a new experience for me. I never run, you know, probably longer than like a two or three miles outside, if that. Um, and yeah, 
the Chicago 2016 marathon. It was great. Um, had a lot of nerves, a lot of adrenaline. I had never run an organized race before. Um, that's the other thing. I jumped into the deep end on all this stuff. There was no, there was no 5Ks, no 10Ks, no halves, no one milers, no 400 meter dash, 110 meter hurdles. Quinn went from I don't run at all to here's my first race going to be one of the big six marathons. I said, go big or go home. I went big and then I went home. I could barely walk for about the next two days after that. I remember going to work um, up in Evanston the morning after and my boss had run it as well. And we were just moving slow. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm fingers crossed, hopeful that I won't feel quite as bad Monday. Uh, this time around, although I have taken it off work and I don't plan on moving very much um, in anticipation of the pain because this time I'm actually doing it with some injuries, uh, which is going to be uh, quite an adventure. Uh, for those of you who haven't been following, I am currently dealing with two notable injuries, uh, which don't slow me down much in kind of my day-to-day, but anytime I run long distance, they they really start to add up. So I got plantar fasciitis in my left foot, and uh, I got some tendonitis, uh, patella, patellar tendonitis in my left knee. And that's actually the one that comes up, you know, just in like day-to-day more frequently than my, my foot problem because what happens with my tendonitis is if I sit for anything longer than maybe like 45 minutes if i'm sitting with my left knee bent uh it really starts to get sore and so it helps when i can you know extend it out and stuff but as you can imagine like my last couple airline experiences have been awful um but uh you know i wasn't hurt when i decided to enter the lottery for this one and here's the thing when i last ran when i ran my last marathon in 2017 as a lot of people say um when they run a marathon if they're not huge runners. And I really don't consider myself to be a huge runner. Um, It's just kind of worked out this way the last 19, 20 months or so. But um, a lot of people say, oh, this is my last marathon. I don't, I'm not doing another one again. Kind of like you finish a degree and you're like, I'm not going back to school. And that is another thing that I feel strongly about right now. Could change in the future, but man, I really don't want to spend four years working on a doctor right now. But back to the racing. Um, my 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 point here, oh, and I forgot to mention, shout out to my friends in Pakistan. Thanks for listening. Uh, Hyderabad, Islamabad, Ky- Kyber Pass, wherever you're listening from. Thank you for making us the 112th ranked comedy podcast in your beautiful nation. Wearing my green Chicago Marathon 2016 shirt in honor of your gorgeous flag. So, you know, if you want to do a partnership or something, the official, uh, you know, State Department, or maybe I could do something from the embassy. I, it could be good. Just hit me up. Beantown Podcast, Yahoo.com. It's Beantown Mean Podcast at Yahoo.com or visit BeantownPodcast.com. Leave us a comment. Uh, where was I? Oh, um, so I decided to, 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 to enter the lottery for this one, uh, for this year. And I, I'll mention, I've entered the lotteries in other years for Chicago as well. Once I did and I didn't get it. I don't know what year that was, like 2018, 2017, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, but just, you know, so you're aware, it is a it is an odds thing. It is definitely a lottery thing. But I, you know, with, with, with COVID and work from home, started working from home late March of 2020. And just because I didn't have access to a gym, I just decided to start running a lot. And as you might expect, in conjunction with deciding to run a ton, 
not drinking at all last year and doing pretty pretty good with my diet. Like I didn't have pizza until August of last year, the first you know seven plus months of the year. Um, you know, just lost a lot of weight and running just became like a bigger part of my day to day. And I didn't even get gym access back until like August of this year. So it was a solid 17 months without it, whatever that math comes out to. So I just decided back in like January, whenever the lottery was open, I was like, you know what? I'm in great shape. I'm consistently running, I don't know, 35 to 40 miles a week. I'm not training for any race or anything. It's just kind of what I have time for, Uh, which was a lot of time back then because you couldn't really do anything else. Uh, especially in the winter in Chicago. There's not much going on. So I was like, you know what? What the hell? Let's give it a shot. And then I got it. And when I'll be perfectly honest, when I got it with, when I got the news that I'd been selected, I was kind of like, oh shit. Like I've been running consistently. I think that you found it in like March or something. I've been running consistently like hardcore for a full year now, which is never something I, I mean, even when I've been like trained for marathons in the past and never like run that consistently for that long period of time where I'm doing like every week without fail, unless I'm injured. But then I had the realization, you know, back in like March or whenever I found out or April, whenever it was, it was like, I got to do six more months of this before I really get to, you know, rest my weary bones. And, uh, it's, it's definitely caught up with me. I mean, my running the past, <clears throat> the past six months, actually my overall mileage probably been a little bit less on average than what I was doing before I found out I was running the marathon. And it's just come down to two things. One time, um, especially, you know, going back into the office, um, you know, starting in August, like it's just not as much time. Uh, I only get an hour for my lunch break and I only had an hour before, but it's like, you know, a little bit easier to, to work around it. But now it's just like, it gotta be back. And the other thing is just what we've been talking about, the body. It's it's straight up just not holding up. Um, it's not like I'm, you know, limping around all the time. But, you know, ask my beautiful GF, Rachi. There'll be days on, especially Saturday afternoons, where I go for a run, you know, anywhere between like a half and, you know, 20 miles. And I'm just like, I'm just straight up limping. And it's not, <laughs> nothing for show, I can, I can promise you. I am in that much... Not necessarily pain, but just like inability to walk normally, if you will. Um, so I'm really looking forward, and I have been looking forward for months now. Probably, probably like June or July is not only when my body really started to not respond to what I was doing, but mentally, um, you know, the last couple months running for me has not been a super enjoyable experience. Most days it feels like a chore. Um, Yeah, it's just like the whole, you know, running for, you know, the first 12 months of COVID, even like 14 or 15 months, it was very much like, oh, this is my escape. Like, this is awesome. This is amazing. And then the last couple of months, it has just been like, felt like I've been trapped. Um, So I'm really looking forward to uh, running this race, enjoying the day, sweating my buns off, and then just stepping away for a little bit. I know myself. I know I'll be. I'll know. I know that I'm going to come back to it, probably sooner than I'm letting on. But I need a break. 
for all those reasons I just mentioned. Um, so I just got to watch the diet a little bit and not uh, not balloon up too much and uh, utilize my gym a little bit. Maybe do some biking, just uh, some light light workouts. And, you know, before you know it, probably like, I don't know, early November or something, I'll be back testing the water, seeing how the knee and the, the foot are doing. Um but I was the last thing I'll say before we jump into the course, I promise, you know, talking to my cousin Deji uh, at my brother Walt's wedding and the festivities surrounding it. Just like I'm I'm so and I, I had this conversation with my friend, uh, friend of the podcast, Megan Lundgren as well. She was on our our holiday special back in season one. Uh, and I got I got a drink with Megan and her partner, Tom, I think is his name. Sorry if that's incorrect. Tom. No, Megan. And it's not Tom. I'm going to think of it in a little bit. I apologize for forgetting live on air. How embarrassing. I had a had a drink back in like July maybe it was. Um uh, where we were sharing with the, sharing this cuz Megan's a runner as well. Um Megan and uh oh man, this is going to kill me. I'll think of it. I'm going to think of it. I promise. Um where I was just like I can't wait to get through this marathon and then have it be like oh, if I do run a half marathon on a Saturday, like that's a huge accomplishment. Cause right now I feel like, and obviously, you know, this very second, two days before a marathon, it's very different, but the last couple months, you know, like 10 weeks or something, it's like, man, if I only go out there and do 13 on a Saturday, like, boy, you really, you really shit the bed on that one. And I just don't think like that's a normal, healthy way to think. But I also understand like training for a marathon and the mileage that goes into that. It's not my first rodeo. So I just am really looking forward to getting through with this. I can run like my daily runs can be three or four miles. And then if I want to do like eight to 13 on a Saturday, and if I have time for it and if I feel up for it, like I can do that. And there's not any pressure to feel bad about it. So that's what I'm looking out for, uh, looking ahead to after this marathon. But folks, we've got a task at hand here. We have got 26.2 miles to uh to tackle this Sunday. Downtown Chicago, start and finish. Uh let's jump into the course here and before we do that, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors Home Pride Oregon. If you need a home inspected in Central Oregon, call Steve at 5414030316. He'll get you taken care of homeprideoregon.com. Cuts by Q, we got a new fresh cut. Today, you can see it, or yesterday, you can see it on the live stream for a hot second there. Um, it's my racing cut. Shaved on the sides and back will increase my speed. Uh, that's what's going to, you know, get me under the, the two-hour mark and uh, for the first 10 miles. And then uh, our dear friends, the Samsung Q2U series, it's got crisp, clean audio quality. When you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. Um, as I did yesterday, I, I pulled in a I pulled a cuts by Q special, and uh, got it taken care of. Um, okay, I am I am convinced, not convinced. I am pulling my hair out. What little hair I have left that I'm trying to uh, recall Megan's partner's name. I feel very bad. This is this is dead air. All right, Quinn, you're killing yourself. Well, I'll figure it out. Let's jump into the course here. I apologize. It's not Kevin. 
It's not Joe. It's Joe. I didn't even find it in my in my phone as I was searching through old texts. Megan and Joe. That's what it is. Okay. I know that you know all of you out there were just on the edge of your seats. Here, here for the marathon special, and you're much more concerned with can Quinn recall the name of an old friend's partner? It's it's lightning. It's electric. Okay, just like my new haircut. Okay, so we're starting and finishing in Grant Park. I run there on average four times a week. I'm pretty comfortable, pretty familiar. So you get down there. The first wave leaves at like 7.30 or something. My wave, I think, leaves at 8, which is god-awful late. Man, I wish it was earlier in the morning because that's what I'm used to. But, oh, well, it is what it is. So you get down there. You do the little bag drop and stuff right outside the fountain. I'm on like the south side of the Buckingham Fountain. Okay, beautiful, picturesque, good good selection of porta potties. You're gonna have to wait in line a little bit, but that's okay. Just get in line, hold your spot, it's okay. You get pretty much like here's the good news. It's not like, oh my gosh, I gotta be ready to go when the when the wave leaves, because there's gonna be like forty thousand people there. So you got some time to figure stuff out. Your timer doesn't start until you cross the start line. Okay. So not a ton of pressure. I remember feeling like very nervous and anxious. My first time around this race being like, Oh my gosh, got to get in my corral. Whoa. And then it's like, you know what? You just got to do your thing. Be inside your head. You know, you'd be like when Mayweather comes out ready for a fight, like you got the, the beats on your big smoking jacket, you know, Justin Bieber is behind you, Jake Paul, like hyping you up, all that stuff. Like you just got to be in the zone. Although I'll mention running without music this year, Excuse me. I have been training without music since like April, maybe May, and um, I just I can't go back to it now. So yeah, I've never run a marathon before uh, without music. So it'll be interesting. Okay, so you start on Columbus. That's where all this action takes place. Where if you don't really know Chicago, that's between Michigan Avenue and Lakeshore Drive. So you're pretty much on the lake, one block over. So you run along Columbus up to um grand so that's kind of like just west of navy pier so this is very like rich white bougie area a lot of good italian restaurants you cut over just a hot quick little jaunt over on grand you're going west here um and uh right before you get to state that'll be mile number one so it's a pretty like standard straightforward first mile you get to state you're right in the heart of everything. You're right around like Cortino, that, that sort of thing. You go south on state, uh, and you're going all the way back down across the river, back into the loop uh, to Jackson. State in Jackson is where my office is. So I'll say hi. You know, if I need to stop and grab my uh, honey at that point, that might be a good time to do it. Right when you hit state in Jackson, that's mile two, okay? Quick jog over on Jackson. There's a 7-Eleven on the northwest corner of State and Jackson. I don't know if they'll have free Slurpees or what this situation is going to be, but you're going to take Jackson over to LaSalle, okay? And LaSalle is one block east of Wells, so you're not quite under the train tracks at this point. Then we're taking LaSalle. We got a long jog ahead, so we're taking it north. We're hitting the three-mile mark right after you cross the river, get to the 5K mark. Um, there's going to be a lot of people out here. It's like... 8.30 in the morning, people are jazzed, people are pumped, it's a densely populated area. So you're going to go up LaSalle uh, past, you know, like, basically go through all those rich white places until it gets a little bit more um, 
a little bit more like neighborhood e as you get up to like North Ave and stuff. And now we're starting to get more into like Lincoln Park area. So you're going to take that all the way up. Uh, you hit mile three at the river, then four. And then right before you get to five, I need a sip for my tea here. You're going to do a quick jog over basically where you exit off Lakeshore Drive onto like North slash LaSalle around like Hotel Lincoln area where kind of Clark, Lincoln, North, LaSalle, it's all coming together where Moody Bible Institute is kind of a congested area typically. Um, but you're going to do a little jog over there to get onto Stockton. So essentially Stockton is like, there's, there's two main roads that are going through like Lincoln Park South here, uh, kind of in the area the zoo is and the conservatory. East side, you got Cannon. West side, you got Stockton. So you're going north on Stockton. You hit mile five. You're going past like North Pond, South Pond, all that stuff. The zoo could get a little bit smelly. Maybe they'll bring some of the monkeys out to cheer us on. Who knows? Uh, Davy Jones, rest in peace. So you go up Stockton until you hit Fullerton. If you were to go straight west, you'd be right on campus where I teach on Thursday nights. But you're jogging over ever so slightly east. I Remember I, I said there's they're Stockton on the west, Cannon on the east. So you're jogging over on Fullerton for a hot second to get to Cannon. You're going to continue that up through kind of the Lincoln Park area. You'll hit mile six between Fullerton and diversity you get to canon and diversity that is where i officially like end my long runs typically and i walk the rest of the way home so that will be a kind of a false positive there as you hit the 10k mark so then you uh you get to diversity and canon uh there's kind of like a seven-way intersection it turns into sheridan one of chicago's most famous roads and then you're basically taking that north and it sheridan kind of merges it's the same street but it it gets labeled as inner lakeshore drive for a while um so you're taking that up you know on the eastern edge like basically between where all the people live in Boys Town and Lake Michigan, okay? So you're taking that up, you know, past Belmont, um, past Addison. You can't quite say Wrigley Field because the street really kind of bends, but uh, you're going to take that up almost all the way to Irving Park, and you actually cut west. It's very confusing on another Sheridan. It's the same Sheridan. It just kind of jogs over at this point, but you're only going to be on that for a second. So this is your top your northernmost nexus or terminal um, or apex is a good way to put it um, of the Chicago Marathon, okay? So you're on Sheridan for a hot second. Sheridan proper turns north at that point um, and, and cuts under the red line, and there's a stop actually called Sheridan, which is really just Irving Park. Very confusing uh, train stop name because Sheridan runs for like a million miles um, north and south, and the red line is north and south, but... Hey, what can you do? But before you get there, you're going to hit mile eight as you turn south onto Broadway. So now we're going through like hardcore Boys Town. You'll go past the Boys Town IHOP. You will go past uh, the Closet, which is my favorite gay bar. Uh, open to like four. It's cash only. You're definitely want to get going to get like a Blue Moon or a Bud Light there. Uh, but I don't. I, they'll probably be closed by this point. So it'll be like nine fifteen in the morning. It usually closes by like four or five. Uh, so you're taking Broadway down through uh, through Boys Town. You'll go, uh, you know, just past Wrigley Field. You, you won't quite be able to see it again because of the bend in the road. Uh, but maybe if you really craned your neck, you could. So you're going south on Broadway. You'll hit mile nine, uh, kind of like between Addison and Belmont, I think, or maybe slightly after Belmont. Uh, there's a lot of good, good uh, shops 
food places on Broadway uh, between Belmont and Diversity. Uh, you know, you got your Mariano's. That's where I go grocery shopping. You've got the Bagelry, a great place to get bagel. Uh, you've got Buena Vista. That's where Rachel and I get like to get our queso fundito from. So, I mean, there's a lot of other stops that I can mention, but you're taking it. You hit mile nine, and then you're going to hit uh, Broadway and Diversity, and that's also where Clark comes in. So Broadway and Clark are merging, and that is literally about, I don't know, 400 feet from my apartment, something like that. So if I need to stop off, uh, need to get some beef jerky or something, or maybe do a quick software test, that would be a good place to do it. So you're going to be running south, uh, Broadway and Clark merge at Diversity. Uh, you're going to be running south on Clark, back down to Fullerton. This time you're a little bit closer to DePaul's Lincoln Park campus, so you can't quite see it, but you know you could probably see those really expensive apartment buildings that they knocked down the children's hospital to build. So smooth move there. You're going to hit 10 miles right after you hit Fullerton. And you're still on Clark. And then before you get into all that, you know, we talked about like the huge intersection where Hotel Lincoln is, LaSalle, Clark, Lincoln, all that stuff. You're going to you're gonna do a quick jog down. You're on Webster for about five paces. And then uh, Webster, that's where like uh, Kelly's is, classic DePaul bar, especially on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, met my brother Jack there one time. He surprised me. That was very nice. You're going to get on Sedgwick. Okay, so last year when I was looking, or this last uh, spring when I was looking for apartments, uh, almost toured a place on Sedgwick. Uh, it was going to be right by the brown line stop would be super close to downtown even closer than i am right now but you're going south on sedgwick and right before you get to that brown line stop you're going to hit north ave that's going to be 11 miles right there uh there's a duncan there i've had it once or twice before it was a very average duncan so really not too much to talk about there so oh this is my last sip of tea that's too bad all right we're down to water now although i have a two liter of dr pepper that I got when I uh, bought this pizza on Wednesday night um, in Hammond, Indiana, believe it or not. Uh, so you're going to quickly jaunt east. Jaunt, is that a word? I don't know. Uh, is it a verb? I think it's a word. I'm not sure about its its verbular tendencies, though. Uh, V-E-R-B-U-L-A-R. You're going to jaunt east slightly on North Ave, as if you're going out to the North Ave Beach, Castaways, a beautiful uh, restaurant. You know, it's built to look like a ship, but we're not actually going there because pretty quickly you're going to hit south, head south on Wells Street. Okay, now here we're getting back into these rich neighborhoods. You're going to run right past Walter Payton Prep School, great magnet school in Chicago, um, and eventually um, you're, you're taking Wells a long way south, okay? You're going to hit mile 12. We're taking this all the way past the river. Um, you're going to be running under the L tracks, like where Merchandise Mart is for a hot second. Used to have its own zip code. That was pretty cool. Um, right when you cross the river, you're going to be on Upper Wacker. You're going to take a quick jog to the west, um, running along the river ever so slightly. Then you are going to head south. Um, is that still... No, whatever the block, it's not labeled here, which doesn't make any sense. Whatever one block west of Wells is, um, sort of between the loop and the river, um, you're going to be running on that. I don't know what street that is, um, but you're doing it. Um, and so you're, you're going to take that until you hit to Monroe. So we were on Jackson earlier. This is Monroe. This is two blocks north of Jackson. You go to the Palmer House. Their main entrance is on Monroe Street. So here's where, uh, you know, kind of the party's over. And I'll mention right after you cross the river on Upper Wacker Drive, that's when you're hitting the half marathon mark, okay? So that's when it's like, this was a lot of fun, had a nice time. Oh, shit, things are about to get serious. So between 13 and 14, you hit the halfway mile. Now we're going west on Monroe. You cross the river. You're basically going to be running by like Union Station, Ogilvy, that sort of thing. You get into the West Loop, speaking of very rich neighborhoods. You do a quick jog over 
like literally one block south. You hit the 14-miler mark, and then you're on Adams. Uh, and now we're taking that all the way west out to Damon, which is 2,000 west. Remember in Chicago, 800 on the street signs means one mile. So we're going all the way out west. You hit the 15-mile mark. You're on Damon for a hot second. You're literally just going one block south. The United Center will be just off to your right. You should be able to see it. Um, and then you're turning back around. So now we're going back east on Jackson Boulevard. You hit mile 16, you'll hit mile 17 until you're basically getting to uh, Halstead Street. So now we're going to run kind of around the UIC area. You have to go up and over the uh, the interstate. What is that, 290 out there? Um, yeah, you got all the hospitals, you got all the you know UIC and stuff. Um, so you're on, you're on Halstead, and here's where I get very unfamiliar with the course. Everything up until now, I know it like the back of my hand, but now we got to, you, you're cutting down south on Halstead between miles 17 and 18. Now you're going to go west on Taylor Street. I don't know anything about Taylor Street, Little Italy. Pfft, there was a Little Italy in Baltimore, but it really, wasn't really a thing. So you hit mile 18, um, and then you're in University Village, so that's kind of like UIC area. Then you take that to Loomis Street. I, I never even heard of Loomis Street before. And you're taking that south until you hit... Uh, or you'll hit mile 19, and then you're going you're gonna to get to sort of just east of Pilsen, kind of on the eastern edge there. You'll hit 18th Street. So if you ever gone to a concert at uh, Talia Hall or anything, that's 18th Street. So you're going to run that uh, east until you get back on Halstead. So you're kind of just doing a little jog over because we're coming right back over to Halstead. You're going to hit mile 20. This is where you're really going to be in pain. Uh, so now you are running south just for a hot second until you hit this kind of diagonal boy. Uh, and then you're you're doing this very strange shape here, kind of like a half triangle. And then all of a sudden, boom, you run back east on Cermak. Great name. Until you, you cross the south branch of the Chicago River. And this is very, like, industrial China town, China, and uh, after you hit that river, um, you're going to hit mile 21, okay? So now we got 5.2 left. Things are really getting serious, probably pretty hot here. Then you're going east until you hit Wentworth Avenue. I don't really know anything about Wentworth Avenue, um, but you run that for a little ways because you're now running south, kind of on the eastern edge of Chinatown, just south of like South Loop area uh, near south side. And now we're getting more into like McCormick area where I'll be going in a little bit here today. You'll hit mile 22 and then you go down to 33rd. So um, I think you're running like along the interstate at this point uh, where like 94 and 90 come in, although I'm not quite sure. Uh, maybe maybe it's not quite accurate. I don't I don't completely recall. Um but I think that's right. Um, and then you're going to jog over the top of the interstate at 33rd. So if you know the White Sox Stadium, that's 35th. We're not going to quite hit that, but you'll probably be able to see it off in the distance. It's only a quarter mile south where you're jogging over east on 33rd until you hit State Street. Okay, that's zero east, zero west. And then you're going to briefly jog south on State Street to get to 35th. So they don't want you going past the White Sox Stadium, but we're still getting to 35th. As you jog south on State to get down to 35th, it's just a quarter mile. It's 200, remember. Uh, you'll hit mile 23, and then you got the long slog back. Okay, so you're on 35th for a hot second. Then you're going to cut north. You're going to go past Michigan Ave, actually, before you, you cut north on Indiana. Uh, and then you're going to do a slight diagonal up to Michigan Ave. You'll hit 24 miles at that diagonal, and then then from there, it is just sprint, okay? Mile 24 up to mile 26. Basically, it's just a straight shot north on Michigan Ave. It's two miles. It's really painful. You'll go past McCormick Place. You'll be coming into the South Loop. You'll hit Roosevelt. 
And then there's the biggest hill in the entire city of Chicago. It's brutal. As you're going up the hill, you hit 26.2. You turn north on Columbus, and uh, you run to the finish line at 26.2. And then you probably pass out from heat stroke. So I have that to look forward to. Folks, that is your 2021 Chicago. Oh, got to label it. Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Uh, Yeah. It's, I think that's pretty much the same course it was when I ran it. I think it's going to be fun. Um, it's going to be tough. No ifs, ands, buts around it. But um, hopefully hopefully see some people I know. TBD. I think, I think Rachel will be out there, so that will be good. And uh, just pray for, pray for this knee. Pray for this foot. And... Uh, yeah, my bib number, in case you're curious, I think I have it saved on my phone as a picture because I have to have it to go pick up my packet later. Bib number 24105, start corral assignment F as in furnace. You know, they wanted to put me up with the gold wave, which is like, you know, 205 and stuff. And I said, hey, I got a knee injury or else I'd be up there. What are you going to do? So that's what I got for you. I hope you enjoyed our marathon special, I know I had a fun time going, uh, you know, kind of mile zero to 26.2 with you there, but I also tell you that I am a little parched. My throat is very sore and uh, I'm just feeling a little tired, probably because I'm sick. So I hope you enjoyed that. The Chicago Bank of America Chicago Marathon 2021 will uh, kick off at about 7.30 a.m. Central Time on uh, Sunday, October 10th. And uh, hope to see you there. That's what I got for you from all of us here uh, at Beantown Podcast, beantownpodcast.com, one of the top 500 podcasts uh, in north side of Chicago. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope it's a nice fall weather wherever you are. And uh, next week, I'll let you know how I'm feeling. That will be episode 197 for us, I believe. And the countdown to 200 continues. So let's go ahead and cue up our music. Because I'm going to check in on you next time. Bye.